Lund, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away. Whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoy Lean. DeCam says, give me that. A pick two for Northwestern. Spot of three on the way. Bang for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around. Corner, pocket, cash for Lund. P.S. Once more this coming Saturday as Wyatt Morrell has coined it Travel Partner Saturday Buddy System. Let's buddy up. Let's stay safe as we go into the great unknown for one final time this year as we begin the second half of play across the UMAC. No, it is not the final furlong. No, it is not the February frenzy yet. But Wyatt, that is all knocking on the door. These will be the final UMAC games played in the month of January. I don't know. Time flies by when you're having fun, something like that. How are you doing, Wyatt? Don't wish these days away. That's all I'm going to say. Enjoy it while we have it because, like you said, the frenzy is upon us. Then all of a sudden the conference tournament will be here, and next thing you know, It'll be summer and it'll be sunny and, you know, that's great, but we want to enjoy this while we have it. So take it in for what it's worth. A lot of games this upcoming weekend that should be good ones. I'm doing well. Hope you are yourself, Ryan. Yeah, it's character building season wide. I mean, don't start mm. talking about summer and dreaming about, you know, 85 degrees and building up your tan again and well, maybe getting a little bit beyond a tan, unfortunately, out on the golf course. It, it'll be here soon enough, Wyatt, is, but we, we deserve some more cold. We've had next to no winter. Week, though. I mean, it is I better. It's a lot better, yes. But uh, we're going to get some more snow. It's going to get colder again. Just, you know, live with it, accept it. But the only thing you and I can agree on before we get past this weather charade that I somehow always bring up, apologies for that, we can't agree on, we hope, for the first time in the last three years, we don't have serious weather shenanigans on that UMAC tournament week so that we actually have a Saturday night UMAC final and not everything pushed back where we're playing the championship on a Sunday. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Until I yeah. see it again, Ryan, I'm not going to believe it, though. I know. We can only hope. All right. We do have more games, though, left to go in this month, as I mentioned. Before we get to them, real quick, Wyatt, it's tight in our predictions. Last week, we were both pretty good for the most part. Perfect last Friday evening on the women's side. You were 2-2 two and two on the men's side Friday night. I was 3-1. and one. And then we were both 3-1 and one on the men's and women's side from last Saturday. You are 41-13 and 13 in your pursuit to 100. The pursuit is still alive halfway wow. home, but you have some catching up to do, as do I at 39-15. and 15. But as far as you and I are concerned... Pretty good percentages that we have developed. Not a bad past weekend. Do you have any takeaways from your latest picks and how they play into what you will do in mere moments for this coming Saturday? Well, say that again, I guess. I don't understand the question. Did you learn any new lessons from this past oh. weekend that you will be well, taking into this coming weekend's games? I mean, yes and no. I usually take it a week-by-week -week basis, so I do use what has happened in the past, but I try not to let recency get in the way too much i try to look at the whole picture what i know about a team what their style is and i just look at the matchups and go from there so yes and no if if that makes sense i i don't necessarily like to just look at the most recent result though and then use that as the main driving force behind what i think is going to happen that's fair 
it, each each week is a new week each weekend is a new weekend that's totally valid and uh We'll see if I can uh, gain another game or maybe even two this weekend, but that's going to be tough because there are only eight games on the slate, no games on Friday night. Because it's a travel partner weekend, you're only playing on Saturday. As we always do, Wyatt, we will start ladies first, and we will start things across the border with the only game that's taking place across the border, and I think we're going to agree on this one. Superior at Northland, who is having a tough time in their program right now, um, just trying to get numbers week to week and uh, an uphill climb that it will be against the Jackets who are atop the UMAC right now. I am guessing you have Coach Carpenter's club and I'm guessing you think it will be a comfortable win for Superior. You want me to pick first on the women's side? Uh, Sure, yes. And then I'll... you take the men's side? Sure, we can do that. If, if I still have a lead over you a couple weeks down the road, I'll just pick all of them first. But I think we're wow, still at the midway <laughs> point, and it's close enough that I'm not going to give you that courtesy okay. quite yet. Okay, that sounds good. But, yes, I think the Jackets are going to roll in this one. I would set the spread at something like 35, 40, I don't know, somewhere around there, and we'll see if Northland can cover it, I guess. But, yeah, the Jackets are the much better team. Uh, they're on a mission, obviously, to try and win the regular season title. They're right at the top right now at 6-1. and one. Give me the Jackets. Yeah, I have next to nothing to add. I have Superior as well, and we believe they will be 7-1. and one. Heading into the February frenzy, where they hope it is a February to remember out in Superior. All right, let's next, Wyatt, pivot over to the state of Minnesota, where the next... Three ball games are taking place on Saturday. An earlier start on Saturday out in New Ulm. They want to mm-hmm. get a head start on these for some reason, but a nooner. Bethany at Martin Luther, 12 noon sharp. Be there, be square. Bethany, we've liked the signs that we've seen throughout this season wide. I mean, we talked about it in our pod earlier this week with what they did against Superior last Friday night. Even though they didn't win, disappointing ending. Jackets had a huge fourth quarter to win that ball game. But Bethany is so close from, you know, they're 4-3. and three, A lot of good signs in the first half of the season. They have a win against Northwestern and a lot of good things to build on. But you lose this game, Wyatt, and you go to 500, and all of a sudden, Morton Luther is just one game back of you, and you could be falling out of a tournament spot just like that when moments ago you were competing with the top of the conference. So a big swing game for Bethany Lutheran. Is there a possibility that they roll into New Ulm and maybe not overlooking them, but maybe you know, New Ulm with it being New Ulm. Martin Luther, I should say, being it that it's their only game of the weekend, they can find a way to get a Bethany squad. When you look back to what they did against them back on January the 6th, not close at all, in Mankato at 79-58, to do you feel like this will be more competitive this time around where Bethany, you know, won't win by 20-plus and this one's, you know, at least near 10 points, if not single digits Saturday out in New Ulm? Will it be more competitive? Yes, because of what you just said. It is the only game for both these teams on the weekend, obviously. So Martin Luther will have a game plan in place. Uh, They'll have the opportunity to play at home in front of their crowd. But it's a double-edged sword. Bethany's not going to overlook them because they have nothing else to look to, Ryan. They're going to be ready, and they know the importance of needing this win for the reasons that you listed. I got to go Bethany. It's going to be a tight game. I think Martin Luther does make this very entertaining, but at the end of the day, I trust Bethany to get it done and very much keep those playoff aspirations and hopes alive. So give me the Vikings. I agree. I got Bethany. I think it's within single digits, though. I think uh, Mm -hmm. Martin Luther gives them some fits and gives them uh, 
their best shot, but uh, Bethany comes out on top, and I think this is closer than some people think. So I left the door open for you, though, to take your nights. I know you did. And you didn't want to do it, I know you did. I know you did. I'm not panicking, Wyatt. I'm only down two games at this point. I'm not just picking opposite just for the sake of it. We got a long ways to go still. Would, Would you say this is basically, so just to be clear, like an elimination game for Martin Luther, essentially? If yeah, they drop I would agree. to two and six, I mean, yep, I would agree. They got to have that. this one at home, especially, and with some not easy games coming up. I agree. They need this one. Even with it, the chances aren't great, but it at least yep. keeps you alive. Right now, Wyatt, they are treading water, as you remember doing as a younger Wyatt when you were doing <laughs> this, those swim lessons, this, and yes. they're like, you know what? You're not doing it for a minute this time, Wyatt. You're doing it for a full. 90 seconds and then tomorrow on the last day of class you're going to do it for two minutes they're barely keeping their head above the water and it's just a question of how much longer can they make it happen below the surface keep those feet moving so they don't go under it's tough i mean their legs are going to be barking on saturday if if we dropped me in a pool right now ryan how long do you think i could tread water for Serious question. I'm just curious. What a question. I feel like with the tone of what you just said, you'd be disappointed that it wouldn't be as (laughs) long as you would hope. Hold on a second, though. What about you? Let's let's do that. You have a better idea of yourself and where you're at physically right now. How long do you (laughs) think you could tread water for? Oh, man. Uh, I I would hope I can go uh, at least 45 seconds, at least a minute, but it's not easy. It's not. I, I, I think you're underselling it. I think you could do more. Okay. I was I don't, thinking I don't closer know. to like... It's an interesting question. I think closer to like 10 minutes for me. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I wouldn't go under. You're right. If if it's like talking about survival instead of just quitting and saying, all right, yeah. that's enough. Let yeah, me, no, let like me you're back. in the middle of the pool as soon as okay, you I got you. decide to go to the... I mean, it's over. Like, you can yeah, do that and, if you want, but... And you got people watching where you can't do the cheat thing where you start to kind of roll over towards your back and just lay there. Like, no, no, that's that's no, not treading that's water. Not treading like, you, water. you have to be, like, straight up and down perpendicular. If you were to drop me in a pool or, you know, any average person, I guess, to do that for 10 straight minutes, that that's a good workout. If, if you were to do that, like, in serious deep water, if it's, like, 10, 12 feet and just this? tread water for 10 minutes. Better question. If you got <laughs> – and then we'll get back to the games. If you got $50 for every minute, Wow. That you were treading water. How and you know I'm you desperate try? for money. You like, know I need it. <laughs> once you got to four minutes, would you just say oh, 200 bucks is enough and quit? Or like, what's your what what's question. your target? What a question. What is my target? When is How it much not, money when do is it I want to make? Worth it at that that point? I guess um, is what I'm saying. Well, it would it would be physically where I would be at that point, which sure. which is just tough to uh, tough to guesstimate right now, but. I would like to think if that were the case, I'd want to at least get to around 200 or 250. Like, you know, I, I can't do this with that on the line and then quit at two minutes. You know what sure. I mean? No, I, I get it. It's it's something to think about. Anyways. How about you? Sorry. Would you go 10 Sorry minutes easy? Would I get to – I would like to think I could tread water for 10 minutes. Okay, and we're talking the, the – the, it's at least ten feet, if not twelve feet deep. Yeah, like the water you can't, that you're in. you can't touch touch the bottom, and well, you're not, not even close. <laughs> you, you can't. Yeah, like you're in the middle, and your only option is to either tread water or you can swim over the side and quit. Yeah. So I I would like to think I could do ten. Maybe I am overselling it. I haven't done it in like since I was a little kid. Like you said, swimming yeah. lessons. But like I I've I swim every once in a while, and I don't know. Yeah. 
you could survive if worse comes to worse and you were ejected from a boat you could swim to shore let's put it that yeah, way like as long was... as you're not like you know three miles away or something and even then maybe you know you could you could face yourself i would into like it, but... to think that <laughs> if i was fully charged and didn't you know what i mean like completely rested i yep. could just stand up and down basically and just you know kick my legs and arms in the in the you know uh what would it be vertical position yeah yeah, correct. Not swimming. I'm not doing anything like that, but just stationary. Just stay yep. there. I'd like to think I could do it for ten minutes. <laughs> this is an interesting exercise. You know, if people anybody, listening at home are yes, thinking, "How was, long could I do it?" <laughs> I was just gonna say, if you got a number or something, hit us up uao the umac at gmail.com. I'd love to hear it. Send us an email, and we'll know if we got some real listeners out there. Because we didn't even do this super late in the pod, but send us an email. You don't even have to put anything in the body of the email, but just in the subject line, say, "I could go blank minutes." Just, just send us an email. No subject, no anything. But uao the umac at gmail.com. Say, "I could go six minutes, seven minutes." 10 minutes, 15 minutes. If you say like 20 minutes, we're probably going to call you out and say you're full of malarkey. But send us something and let us know. Uh, that would that, That's a fun exercise. Like we did the baller code before, Why? You remember earlier this year? But that was like way at the end of like a long hour plus pod. This is not that far into it. No, I mean, we're, yeah, we're barely into this thing. I mean, come on, let us know. I love it. I Anyways, agree. we do got games to pick, though, and I know we want to you know, get back to the content people actually want to listen to. So where okay. are we going next? That was a good exercise. We're halfway so. home on the woman's side. We are going to go to the matchup out west in Morris. Cougars coming off of a huge weekend where they defeated North Central and Northwestern, both at home on Jim Grimmel's court. They stay in the friendly confines, Wyatt. They take on a crown club that's 1-6. and six. Cougars 6-1. Six and one. Coach Grove could not be more complimentary about Crown and how he was talking about them on the Cougar Sports Network on Saturday and how they're the, one of the best 1-6 teams that you'll ever see in the UMAC. They had a couple additions at the semester break, adding into the program. You mentioned Maya Morris in the recording that we had earlier on this week and then another guard as well for them. So, you know, they're 1-6, but don't be fooled. I mean, they've been competitive in spots, but why? I mean, you look at the first meeting between these two, 80-54 Morris. It feels like they're playing their best basketball right now in the season. They get crowned at home this time. Do you see this being even within 15 points, or do you feel like Morris handles them convincingly and the Cougars move on the season to 7-1 and one in UMAC play to keep pace with Superior? Yeah, I'm rolling with my guy, Coach Grove. Give me Morris in this one. I just think their defense is way too much for Crown. It would take a tremendous game. I feel like we say this every time we're talking about the Polars. It would take a tremendous game from beyond the arc if they want to win this or even be in it, especially with that suffocating defense. They're going to have to find a way to get shots up. I don't think they stand a chance. I'll take Morris. They're rolling right now. You don't pick against a hot team like the Cougars right now. Yeah, I mean, they talked about it on Saturday, too, after the game, defending the three, how well they did that. I think um, I'm trying to remember the player they had after the game on the Cougar Sports Network. I think it may have been um, Jaden Sandro, but just how much of an emphasis that was for them in practice leading up to their games last weekend, especially against Northwestern. They did it well. I expect them to defend the three well again against uh, against Crown, excuse me. And do we maybe see another bust a move from coach grove in the locker room following this win did you see the little uh, celebration they had after the win on saturday against northwestern wyatt or is what i'm talking about absolutely foreign to you no i know what you're talking about okay you want to know if i'm gonna see it 
again? Do, well, no, no, no. Win? Do you do you feel like whether there's a video or not that Coach Grove is now busting a move again in the locker room, and it's just something he has to do for at least well, every home win from here on out? Or you then gotta, is it overdone? You do got to save it. Yeah, you you, okay. you need it for, like, the good opportunities for for the games against the Northwesterns and the teams like that. I'm not saying Crown isn't worth it, but you, you need it for, like, the big moments in the season. That was a big moment in their season against Northwestern to win that game. You can't do it every single game. Otherwise, it's sure. like, what are we doing? Yeah, it becomes a bit then. He doesn't want it to become a bit. It's a special mm. occasion well, where that happens. maybe he does. I don't know. I mean, we, <laughs> we can't read his mind, but Let I, us know, I don't Coach. think he does. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I got Morris as well, and I think it will be convincing. All right, now moving on to what many would consider to be the game of the weekend. Mini versus Paul, this time at Downtown U. Wyatt, you remember you were in the building, actually, the last time these two played, January the 6th, all Eagles 90-54, to especially in the second half, really turning it to another dial and making this game convincing and then some for Northwestern. Eagles are 3-3 three and three coming in, though. North Central's 4-2. and two. Huge swing game in the UMAC. The defending conference champions, again, we're seven games in, but they got to make up against Northland, and, you know, when this is being released, it may or may not be final for Northwestern playing on Wednesday evening the 24th against Northland. But that aside, we believe, you know, next to positive, I should rephrase that, they'll be 4-3 and three coming in Northwestern, while on the other side, North Central will be 4-2 and two because they still have a makeup against the Lumberjills as well. Yeah. So really, basically, let's just say North Central's a game up, but Northwestern won the first one. If they win this one, they'll be tied, but the Eagles will have the tiebreaker. If they don't, you're all of a sudden two back if you're Northwestern of North Central. And you got four losses, and we have not yet reached February for the defending conference champs. How big of a game, Wyatt, is this for Northwestern on a scale of 1 to 10 when you look back at what has happened to them so far this season and most recently, you know, this past weekend and that one that we were just touching on in the loss against Morris. What is this on a scale of 1 to 10 level of importance for Coach Call and his staff and Eagle fans at North Central on Saturday? It's a nine. Wow. It's a nine. And it's because not only do you not want to drop below 500, but Ryan, remember, they just handled North Central the last time out. If you were to drop this game after handling them, I don't know what that says about your program and where you're at right now. I mean, at some point, you got to address the issues and realize, okay, maybe we're not as good as we thought we were. And if they are to lose this game, I think that's the case. They win this game and they take care of their business, I think everything's fine. But it's a big swing game for, for multiple reasons. Like I said, they get a chance to tie North Central at 4-3 and three in the standings. They would have swept them. They'd own the tiebreaker. That's huge for playoff implications and seeding. They lose this game. All of a sudden, you're multiple games back, and you don't have that tiebreaker anymore because you split. So it's a 9. It's a 9. And I think Northwestern does get it done. I can't sit here and act like I didn't watch what happened when these two teams met the first time. Even if North Central does turn it around, if Northwestern just plays like they're capable and they make it tough on Ryan or Vanderplug or Hoyla and they don't give them looks inside, I don't think North Central can win this game shooting the ball deep. And I think Northwestern gets enough on the offensive end. They wear down this Rams team, and they get the win on the road. So give me the Eagles in a huge, huge game. 
Yeah, this would be the sonic blockbuster for sure on the woman's side this weekend, Wyatt. And I think it's the question that I've asked so many times and that we've talked about in past matchups between these two, especially with what we saw in the first matchup and what we know going into this ballgame. What does North Central have to hold Northwestern to as far as a scoring number to give themselves a chance? Because if this game gets you know up and down and the Eagles are moving it in transition and they're turning defense into offense like they did against the Rams earlier on in the month, I mean... NCU just doesn't have a chance. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's what Coach Zabel and her staff's uh, messaging excuse me, has to be. If you remember in that first game wide, it was up and down in that first quarter, and it was a little bit frantic. And, you know, for the time being, it was like, okay, can North Central do this moving forward? I mean, it's it's one thing to do it for the first 8-10 minutes of the game, but throughout a whole contest, do you really want to get into that kind of a game against Northwestern? I would not. And they don't have the same personnel that Morris does, but if I'm Coach Zabla and her staff, I'm turning on that tape from Saturday and Morris, and I'm trying to figure out a way to try to, you know, you can't exactly replicate it, but defensively give Northwestern fits in the half court like Morris did. Can you pick up a thing or two from what they did to try to slow down Northwestern enough to give your offense a chance? I will circle back to what I said a few seconds ago. I don't think they have the same personnel. I don't think they can cause the fits that Morris did to Northwestern's offense this past Saturday. And for that reason, I think the Eagles do score 70-plus in this game. I think it's a double-digit win for Northwestern where they really, really need a win. You do not want to pick up your fourth loss in UMAC play before February, especially as the defending champs to keep your hopes alive. Superior's not going to drop a lot of games. I think they're good for at least one or maybe a few losses in the second half, and then Morris will wait and see on them as well, and the Eagles obviously have matchups against those two clubs in the second half. But Eagles need a win, and I think they get it, and they complete the sweep against a North Central team where it feels like they just match up well with them right now with how these two rosters are constructed. So we're the same on all all four. Yeah, we're boring. That's all right. I'm not shocked. Just to be clear, I... I uh, I have a feeling we may end up going different here on the men's side. Really? I think so. You don't say. I think so. <laughs> I do say. But in order to do that, we got to get to the games, and I'm going to let you Let's do it. decide where we're going, and then, of course, you pick these ones first, so give me, give me your predictions here. We start across the border once more, UW-Superior at Northland College. They are still looking for their first win. Wyatt Jackets coming off of a win, but they really need another one. Could this be the spot where the Jacks, only game on the weekend, time to prepare, they should be fresh, ready to roll, having the Jackets buzz into their building, can the Kendrigan Center give them enough of a boost to pick up that first notch in the left column? You believed in them last week, Mm. but you also picked the Jackets at the start of the year to win the regular season. So I'm guessing you are going the way of Coach Polkowski's squad in this one. Well, I can't tell you because I'm making you pick first. I got the jackets. What do you got? I'm just going to be straight okay. to the point. Well, that's fair. I, I just wanted to make sure you said it before I came out and said anything. I'm taking the jackets as well. I think their dreams of a regular season conference title are gone, but maybe that can free them up and allow them to just play a little bit more loose now. And, yeah, as much as I'd like to see Northland get a win at some point, I don't think this is the spot. Maybe they do shock us all and they get it done, but – Superior is going to suffocate them. They get enough, and it's a bounce-back game shooting the basketball for the Jackets. They'll win this one. Agreed. All righty. Let's uh, come here back to the state of Minnesota. Only game happening across the border. Let's go out to New Ulm. Bethany Lutheran 
at Martin Luther. I'm just going to say it. I, I don't even think I have to ask you. I think this is a TDW watch, yeah, whether it be a triple double if you want. I'll take or a triple digit. <laughs> and go, go out on the ledge with your guy. You already, in our last recording, said he's right at the top in the MVP conversation. Go out on the ledge. Say, say what you know you want to say. You know, he already did it once this year, and I know it wasn't in a UMAC game, but it's yeah. really tough to imagine he'll do it again. So I think he got his one TDW. Wow. They're I was on setting triple. it up, and you don't believe. <laughs> I don't think I, you understand how difficult that is. It's, it's got to be very in a game. difficult. It's yeah. got to be in a game where he like plays the entire. That's game true. Too. He and may be taken out too soon. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think they're going to roll, and that's not going to be the case. Bethany wins, and they do hit triple digits in this one. Yeah, I'm I'm confirming here, Wyatt, that they hit triple digits last time as well. I'm next to positive they did, didn't they, against Martin Luther? I mean, Martin Luther still scored a good number, but I'm next to positive that Bethany put up well, triple I digits can have in Mankato. It in a second. I got Bethany in this game, and in their first meeting on the sixth, they won one oh, yeah. eleven wow. to eighty three. So easily. Wow. And I think they get there again. Yeah. So I do as well. They win by twenty twenty five plus. All Thanks. Right, well, prove us wrong, though, if you want to. Those weren't the ones that we necessarily thought were going to be interesting, though. Now we got the two that are a little bit more compelling. Yeah, I'm I'm going to pivot from the order we went with the last one. I'm first going to go to downtown U. Mini versus Paul. Eagles backs up against the wall again. We said that earlier when we watched them play North Central. We were in the building January the 6th at the Erickson Center, and North Central took it to them from the start. Wyatt, I know you remember it, 81-65. to They beat the Eagles. It was really never in doubt that whole ball game. Beat them on the boards, beat them to 50-50 balls, wanted it more defensively. They played help defense. Northwestern did not. All that is to be said. Is this a must-win for Northwestern? I think you would answer yes. I know I have to make the pick first, so I won't make you answer that, but I think it is a must-win for Northwestern in this ballgame at 2-5 and five in UMAC play. It's an uphill climb. The win on Saturday against Morris was big, obviously. It still gives them a chance where if you win this one, then you put it on the next week and you say, all right, could we string something together and maybe be 5-5 five and five coming back home for the final four games? I, I think that's what Coach Girls and his staff are saying. I just feel like they don't have enough. I, I mean, especially with how North Central is playing right now, how they played in the first meeting against Northwestern. Now they have them on their home floor. It's the only game of the weekend. Coach Becker's club is going to be totally locked in. Yes, they miss Cam Thomas, but, you know, we talked about it in the recording earlier this week, the word that you love to use all the time, Wyatt, this is a galvanized club. I mean, mm. sometimes you come together at a whole other level that you didn't know was possible if you're Coach Becker and his assistants because your leader your heart of your team, Cam Thomas, goes down. You didn't want that to happen, but now you're getting more out of everybody. I feel like we see that again, and I feel like they are continuing to motor this thing along. I think North Central wins, and I think they win by double digits. And I will say it will be more interesting for the conference picture moving forward if Northwestern does win this game. I hope it's tight and it's not a double-digit win, but I cannot get out of my mind that North Central makes Another statement against Northwestern where there's just too many questions with this Eagle team. I mean, right now, Wyatt, here's the picture. They've been in the ring, taking a lot of punches. They've been sparring as best as they can. But they're down on the mat, and they're about to have the count called up by the referee, and they got to decide, are we going to get off the mat or not? That is where Northwestern's at right now. They're desperate beyond desperate. Will we see that early? If they don't land a, a right hook in the first five minutes, this game's over. Northwestern has to send a message immediately on the road at North Central because you know if they're not ready, North Central's going to smack them in the face, and it, it could be over soon. So 
you got to be desperate, and you got to be desperate from the jump if you're Northwestern. You win every 50-50 ball in the first five minutes. You don't give up any offensive rebounds, and you find a way to bring the physicality early. Otherwise, you're not going to win. What if I told you I'm taking Northwestern in this game? I'm not shocked. I mean, you said we'd be different on a few. And I didn't know if you were alluding to you thought I was going to take the Eagles, so then you were going to say, oh, I'll happily yeah. take the Rams the way they're playing. I mean, well, maybe you would have done opposite regardless. No, here's the deal. I mean, this was a 50-50 toss-up, but I wasn't going to just automatically go opposite of you. I actually wanted to take Northwestern in this game, so I'm glad it worked out that way and we can have one that's different. I think Northwestern is going to come out with an aggressive game plan in place. Think about coach gross and how long he's been doing this for ryan he's got an entire week to prepare it's the only game something tells me they'll learn from that last time out against north central real, real quick they have a non-con on wednesday night it's not a well, conference game I but they it. are playing and an but, injury could happen but yes the, the the big game that matters continue yeah, outside of like an injury or something and again we just you know we talked in our last podcast about how we were going to try and speak it into existence that that wasn't going to happen right so that's not going to happen we don't got to worry about that they're focused on this one. If anything, that's an opportunity to just, you know, get some confidence or knock down some shots and do some things before this matchup. I like Northwestern here. I don't know why. I just think that they can bounce back, and I don't think North Central scores enough in this game. I think they don't shoot it well enough, and I think Northwestern gets enough to win a really close game on the road and surprise some people, and all of a sudden it's like they're not quite dead yet. They're still hanging on for life. They're pinky is on the side of the mountain, but they're not quite over the ledge yet. Give me the Eagles in this one. I'll take Northwestern. I didn't know where you were going with that. When you said pinky, I didn't me know how either. that sense but was But you know what? Add. We found our way, <laughs> and we got there, and I think it worked. You know, mountain, yeah, ledge, I don't well know. done. You know I always like to talk about the ascent to the top. So Yeah. Hey, so, what? We know this for sure. The Eagles haven't peaked too early. <laughs> we well, they've... They've gone the opposite direction. They, they, uh, they, they hit a rock last, slide. Yeah, they, they hit a rock slide. Season, they were at the top, and then coming into the season, outside of the honestly, maybe they did peak too early when they were seven and zero. Ryan. Yeah, that's one way to put it. And they were at the top, and now the roller coaster is just all the way down. Yeah, it's that not can a, happen. It's not. I know I sounded confident when I picked it. It's not like an extremely confident pick. I do think it's a toss-up game. It's just but, a gut vibe. But if yeah, if you give me a toss-up game and you give me Coach Gross and Northwestern on you know an opportunity to keep their season alive, I don't know. I just I think they can do it. Who's the difference? Who's the guy that's going to score twenty twenty-five plus? Because I think they well, may need that in I, a game like this. If they do need that, they may be in trouble. I think it's got to be a complete all-around effort. But I think Hoyleen okay. will have his opportunities to be that guy, and then keep getting good production off the bench. You know what I mean? Vincent's been very good at times this year. Can he be big again on Saturday? Nyamari back in the lineup is big because they didn't have him the first time around, right? So I think that plays into this as well. I think they need 20-plus from Lavelle, to be honest. I feel like this is a game with how they match up. They're going to need to get buckets the hard way at the 10. They're going to need guys to get to the free throw line to slow this game down from time to time because you know North Central is going to try to do that. I think number two for Northwestern is going to have to be real good for them to win this game. I so take that, it back, that's the guy the way, I'm watching. They did have Jay. This was the game he yeah. got injured, I'm pretty sure. 
Correct. He was basically he played like, fourteen minutes. I was going to say, yeah. It it basically was like he didn't play because he had Correct. two fouls right away, and then by the time he could even be in the game in the second half, it wasn't even a game. So, Correct. Yep. In a sense, they get Jay Nyamari back for this one, and they didn't have him the first time. So I guess you know, in a roundabout way, I was right, even though he did play. One more to go, Wyatt. Will we be different on this one? Big, big game taking place between the Minnesota Morris Cougars and the Crown College Polars. This one out in Morris. They had a really good first bowl game that you and I were saying in the pod leading up. Ah, we can't wait for this shootout that's going to take place in this ball game at Crown. Two offenses that can light it up. They love to go up and down, and this thing is going to be at, you know, first to 80, 85 wide. It did not end up that way whatsoever. Back on January the 6th in this ball game, Crown came out on top 64 to 56. Could it possibly be that low scoring again in this ball game? Now is the question. Crown coming off of a tight loss against North Central. One that really hurt on their home floor. Now they got to go on the road. Two teams, Wyatt, who are ultra, ultra motivated. I mean, Morris at three and four in UMAC play, just barely on the outside looking in. Crown at five and two. Which team can quicker flip the switch, get over their last loss, and find a way to win this game? Before I make my pick, is this one that Morris needs if they are going to get into the UMAC tournament to avoid falling to three and five so far? Is it an absolute must? No, I don't think it necessarily is. But if you can steal this one from a 5-2 and two crown team and start your back half on a good note, your percentage of making the playoffs goes way up compared to what it would be if you lose. But is it an absolute must? No, because there will be some other opportunities to maybe steal a game as well later. That's fair. I, I think they may need this game, to be honest. And... Uh, it's just when you're matching guy versus guy, okay, Paul Dak, Cade Carroll, Tyrus Buckner, Jericho Yava, I know that's not how the back game of basketball always works, Wyatt, but if they don't have a close to 100% Kenny Placide and he can't be a factor on both ends of the floor, it's just really tough for me to see. How are you going to slow down the likes of Buckner on the block, Cade Carroll coming downhill, and then how they can spray to shooters when guys like JVD, Masick, Bainey, you name it, Michael Ladd, are on. I don't know how they have enough to keep up with them. I would be surprised if this is another ball game where the winner is in the low to mid-60s. I think you got to score 70, 75-plus to win this game. I just don't see it being like it was the last time. And in that case, there's just too many question marks for me right now with Morris. I got crown, and I think this may be one that Morris looks back on and says that was the straw that broke the camel's back. They still got potential. So- but it, it, it it's huge. Uh, what is the status of KP? Big ticket 2-1, as you were saying. Yeah. Well, I was just going to ask, so if this is the straw that breaks the camel's back, do they look at this game and say we had our opportunities? They were there, we just didn't take advantage of them? Or is it one of these deals where it's it's kind of a foregone conclusion, if you will, early in the second half? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I think at halftime it's within five, and then I think Crown wins by double digits in the second half. I like their ability to bounce back, even though it was a really tough loss last Saturday, more than Morris, just with the question marks and just seeing you know, how apoplectic and just exhausted it honestly looked like and just looking for answers. Coach Paul Grove was in his interview after the game against Northwestern. I mean, that looked like a guy who was – questioning if there were going to be answers to come soon so I, I could be wrong I hope I am wrong and you know Kenny Placide for a number of reasons why we like to see the best players healthy and you know playing at their best I hope he is 
back closer to full health, but he has not been close to himself in the last few games. And I kind of smell blood in the water if I'm crowning in that sense then because I'm saying who is going to be able to handle Buckner and Carroll for 40 minutes if we just get them, you know, not settling. You know, Buckner shoots hardly any threes, but, you know, get Carroll going downhill and we get Buckner on the block. How are you going to be able to handle that for 40 minutes? I, I don't know if they can, so. Yeah, if you wanted us to be different on this pick, you were going to have to take the upset and take Morris because I'm taking Crown in this game. And you mentioned if you just go guy by guy, and no, it's not how it works in basketball, but when you look at this matchup and you look on paper, Crown is the better team. And I just don't know if Morris is going to be able to do enough or have enough. I mean, it would have to take an absurd game from Paul Dack, I feel like, for them to win this. And I do think we see more points than the last time out when these two teams met. I do think they get to run a little bit. They shoot it better. But I do think Crown is just way too much in this game. And it's one of those deals. I've said it before on this podcast. When a team loses a game and you get their full attention, then that almost hurts you. This could be a case of that for Morris now because Crown dropped that game. They're going to be hungry. They're going to be ready. They know the importance of this game. It's going to be really, really tough for the Cougars on Saturday. So I will take the Polars in this one. They'll get to 6-2 and two and keep a slight chance alive of potentially if things get a little crazy in the second half of the season. They'll keep a slight chance alive of maybe winning the regular season title. Cannot fault you. That is uh, all of them that we got, and uh, we were squared away with each other for the most part. But uh, nonetheless, some big swing games to happen in this travel partner Saturday, as you like to say why. Before we get out, we did not do well at all in our uh, predictions for the last four in college football in the semis. So we're going to try to redeem ourselves real quick, White. <laughs> Tell me, who do you oh got? Boy. NFC final, Niners hosting the Detroit Lions, those cardiac cats. No, we're not talking about Minnesota Morris baseball. We'll uh, you know, maybe talk about that at another point. But who do you got in that one? And then who do you got with uh, the one-seeded Ravens hosting the charades that are the Kansas City Chiefs that have a – traveling celebrity sideshow taking place off the football field and all those other shenanigans rumbling yeah. into Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty crazy to see Jason Kelsey, and uh, he's he's quite the celebrity. But uh, they also got some Was, singer, was he taking too much attention? Well. Yeah, was he taking the attention away from Taylor yeah, and Brittany and that I mean, whole entourage as they've talked about? I mean, was, was Jason <laughs> trying to steal the spotlight of one Taylor Swift? How dare he? For all we know, there may be some rumblings about them not getting along, and, yeah, it could be tough if uh, – Travis and Taylor ever decide to get married? I mean, that's the question, right, Ryan? Yeah, that's I the would, question everybody I, wants the answer that's, to. I unfortunately, well, I'm, I won't get into it, but I think that's an under 1% chance that that would happen. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're not going to talk about that anymore. <laughs> I'll make it easy for you. I'm, I'm taking the number one seeds in both matchups. I'll take Baltimore over Kansas City. At least I hope so. I don't want a Taylor Swift Super Bowl. Give me Lamar Jackson. No one wants that. Give me John Harbaugh. Baltimore's at home. They'll be physical. Lamar's going to do enough with his legs. I know you like to think of him as like a really good passer too, but here's the deal. He's a weapon because of his legs. Use him. Let the well, man yeah. run. Let him I've do his thing. I don't know if I've ever said he's a brilliant passer. He's brilliant because of everything he does, and his passing has gotten better this season. Put and him, he has weapons finally. Put him in positions to run, though, and use yep. his legs, and he totally. can beat that defense. And the Ravens' defense is going to be tough for the Chiefs as well. I mean, Buffalo's was riddled with injuries and they almost were able to win that game probably yep. should have in a lot of yep. respects so i'll take baltimore and then yeah i mean in the other one i just think the niners are a better version of the lions if that makes sense where they can run the football well they got a quarterback that can do enough 
and defensively at home, it's tough to see the Niners come up short. They came up short last year against Philly. This year they finally get done. They get back to the Super Bowl, and uh, it sets up a Niners-Ravens Super Bowl, which there's a lot of conspiracy. You know the logo and how it's like purple. The colors. And, yeah, yeah, so I don't Give know. Break. Then, it's a happy then coincidence. The, then on. the conspiracy comes true, and uh, – so, anyways, yeah. Give There's me always some Ravens. conspiracy to point to everything. I mean, you go there back is. to a few years ago, Bengals, Rams. You would have said it worked either way if the logo was blue or it was gold. It happened to be gold for the Rams, or if the other side was orange or it was black, you'd say it's for the Bengals. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. you could just play you around could. with the color wheel for the multiple colors for each team and say, oh, I guess it's fixed. Okay, what? I mean, you know, leave me on that. I will agree with you. I think Baltimore will be up by double digits in the second half at some point in that ball game to start off on Sunday. It may get you know closer down the stretch where it's only a touchdown win, but I believe in Baltimore. I want Baltimore so badly, and I want Mahomes and the Chiefs to go home and not be in the Super Bowl. You know, Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl would be one thing, Wyatt. I don't know if we can handle Jim Nance and Tony Romo geeking out over Patrick Mahomes oh, in the Super know, Bowl. Jim. I don't know, Jim. I don't know. That guy over there, that's too much time for him. He's really good. Is that a good impression? I mean, you're laughing. That's pretty so. good. I like it. I like uh, it. You Tony. know, I Tony, I appreciate his energy and stuff, but sometimes it's just, uh, as some people were tweeting on much. Sunday night, why is Tony Romo screaming at me, the fan? It just is, uh, it's interesting. Anyway. It is. Uh, yeah, and then I, I uh, if, if San Fran plays the way they did against Green Bay, Detroit will win. Like, San Fran's got to yeah. play a few notches no, I better. I believe Brock will be better. I believe their defense is going to turn over Goff at least one time. Skeptical on their secondary, but I feel like well, they do just enough. And I feel like that game's actually closer. How important Detroit is and it, San Fran. How important is it for Debo to like be a hundred percent healthy though? Huge. So I mean that and he plays better into be. this as well. After what happened with him, if he's not out there, I mean, put some, you know, Robitussin or something or, you know, absorbing junior. Put something on your shoulder. I don't know, man. Do do what you got to do because that was next Get to nothing. It felt play. like that happened. He's got to play. He's got to at least try to suit up and I think be a will. factor. Yeah. I'm yeah, pulling for both those teams. I agree with you, and I uh, think it's San Fran and Baltimore, and I won't complain one bit. That would be a uh, fun Super Bowl. It's Lamar's time, Wyatt. He's been waiting for this moment. He's ready for this moment, and he is going to – Make a lot of haters stop talking when he well, here's knocks the deal, off Patrick Ryan. Mahomes. But it's he, a whole team game. That's what I don't he, like when people say this stuff. It's a team game. He needs to win this one because if he doesn't, the narrative will remain the same. I hear you. And all the cards have aligned just like it did for Josh and the Bills over the weekend where they couldn't get it done. But it's ridiculous when people say, oh, Josh, 0-3 against Patrick when it matters most in the postseason. Look at Josh's numbers. It's never been on him. We do this no, quarterback versus true. quarterback thing. Stefan Diggs, if he doesn't drop that absolute dime that he throws down the field, Buffalo may go on to win the game. Could he be better in some spots? Yes. But we do this too often where we blame the quarterback and they get all the praise or all the hate. And it's just it's true. doesn't make sense. Very true. No, it should be fun. And then I guess if we're, uh, we get it right and it's those two, we can make our Super Bowl predictions, you know, next Sounds time good. we're on or whatever so that will be out. when we're when we're deep into the february frenzy wyatt we are not wishing Oof. the days away as you have said before i'm not we are present in the moment would love to hear from you as always questions comments concerns feedback on the product that you are listening to uao the umac at gmail.com you can find us on x twitter whatever you want to call it unlike any other the umac at uao the umac log on there real quick 
let us know how you're doing and then get off there. I'm trying to do better with that in this new year. There's a lot of cesspools that you can get into on X, especially in this year of 2024 with so much knocking on the door. You can get lost down a rabbit trail real quick. So here's my PSA to try to avoid that and uh, use your time more wisely as I'm trying to do in this new year as well. So appreciate you listening. We look forward to the rest of the ride in UMAC play travel partner Saturday on the way. Soak it in and enjoy it. It's all going to be gone before we know it. Have a great rest of your week. Again, appreciate you listening. It is the best sport there is. No doubt about it. D1, 2, 3, we consume it all, but we are talking college basketball in the league that is undoubtedly unlike any other.